Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. Where today we're talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from June the 25th, 1988. I'm sitting here with Doc and Hard Body Hopper. Hey. Lovely Wednesday night. It is very, very late. It's past me and Doc's bedtime, but we are committed and we deliver. And we're here for you, our wonderful listeners. But, Doc, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. You know why? Because this is the show that's been in existence about 17 times longer than Eric Bischoff's last stint in the WWE. Well, that, you know, that didn't last too long, huh? It sure didn't, man. I've been, I've been just soaking in on this recent current product news that's going on, man. I, I watched... NWA and saw some docking on there and Briscoe's whipped Harper's boys asses last week at ROH. Yeah. I saw some impact on the other night. Yeah. AEW's doing stuff. There's just there's and, and Bischoff's out. Bruce Bruce Pritchard stuck a knife in his his back. There's just a lot of <laughs> there's just a lot of good stuff going on there. I'm just feeling blessed. I mean, I need all of this wrestling on TV to take my mind and my troubles off of my football worries. But, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. Jason Garrett. Yeah. How long is he going to last for? Uh, he's already on borrowed time as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Yeah. Harper, you sound good over there. Um, it seems like you've come down off of your trip from last week. Yeah. Yeah, did you, uh, how was it? It seems yep. like you were on the other side of consciousness last week. With That's that nice. So, <laughs> have you sobered up? <laughs> so as of this show dropping, that show hasn't dropped yet because of how we have to record. What what's what's going on? I don't know. People bother me. What the fuck is that shit? This is why people leave one star reviews. Like what? They, oh fuck that! Guy, the guy tuned in and goes, "What the hell was this?" <laughs> All I, I know, I used, to, I, I used to get upset by the one star reviews, but I kind of start to see them as a badge of honor because those people don't get it. I just don't understand why you would. It's it's like a Yelp review. If you go to a restaurant, if it's if if you don't like it, just don't go back. So you're bothered. You're bothered. It bothers you. It bothers me 
th- that they got to go and fucking bury something. Just just don't go back. That goes back to you not liking social media. Everybody's got to have a voice, Harper. It's no, they don't. <laughs> just don't go back, bro. You everybody, know? everybody needs to have their valuable opinion heard. I I can't stand that. Just we got to get your we've got to get everybody's opinion into the big data algorithm so we can know how to live. Like, oh my god, I went there. The service was so horrible. And now, shut the well. Then, then, then fuck it, don't go back. <laughs> All right. Speaking of opinions, um, uh, before I ask Harper an opinion that he shared with me on a phone call last night when we weren't recording, he just had to call me about something. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our largest page and contributors monthly. Disrespectfully, classy Marky Blassy, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry, and special shout and, and new Patreon shout outs to Joe Moon and Greg Russell. Thank you for joining on Patreon. And a shout out to Nick Fawcett as well, a.k.a. Judge Fawcett. Thanks for bumping up your pledge, my friend. We appreciate it. Now. Uh, Doc, you are, are not aware of what I'm about to ask Harper, but Harper turned on AEW for the first time. Uh, by the time this airs, it'll be about two weeks ago. And um, Harper's initial reaction was what, Harper? It was fucking garbage. <clears throat> the only good thing was I turned it on. I, I heard Tony Giovanni's voice. I'm like, man, I felt like I was watching Nitro again. It's like, man, this is fucking great. Then the Young Bucks came out, and I was like, uh, okay, let, let, let me see what all the fuss is, is about with these two. And then the and fucking part. And then it was over, and you were still wondering what all the fuss was about. Dude, and then the fucking party time guys came out. The fucking private party dudes. And I'm like, man, this is not for me. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is so not for me. This. What about, what about Jericho at the end cutting a promo? I didn't even keep on that long. Fuck that. Okay. I already got my little taste, bro. Yeah, fuck you. And, and I, I just didn't. It just. It's. Fuck, I don't want to just sound like everyone else, like some crusty old fucking asshole. Like the fucking. Okay. Let me off my you- lawn for fucking Mr. Wilson from fucking Dennis the Menace. But it, it just. No, bro. No. So let me see if. Let me see how old you really are. What'd you think of NWA Power? That was badass. There you go. Now you really are old. And it was yeah. badass. It was badass. You know what I liked about NWA, the first NWA Power? And now it's several weeks old. But I loved it at the end when they started talking to Nick Aldis and his broad sitting there. And boy, she's she is something, by the way. And they keep trying to ask her questions, and he won't let her talk. Now, that's some 2019 heel work right there. Yeah, that reminded me of uh, Macho and Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, back when you could do that kind of thing. But this is 2019. Right. He was like, nah, you don't need to talk to her. That's good stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't want to rile Hopper up anymore, but, like, Harper doesn't call me all the time. He'll text me. So I know when he calls me, it's something important. (laughs) (laughs) Bruh. I'm watching a stunt show done by people that aren't stuntmen. That's right. And That's what act- I'm watching. Bad acting by Very bad are. acting. And it's like, I-, I think I told y'all this once before. I-, I was watching Captain America Winter Soldier. It was on TNT at fucking USA. And I- I'm sitting there watching it. 
and it's Captain America versus the Winter Soldier, and they're going back and forth and punching, and Captain America gets thrown to a car, and he jumps right back up again and starts fighting again because he's Captain America. He's a fucking superhero. And that's where the, I'm, and I'm sitting here watching. I'm like, this must be where they get their shit from. This is, must be what the fuck they copy. Because they fucking hit each other. He goes down. He's back up again. Like, nothing happened. It's like, this must be where they get their fucking their fucking wrestling from. And, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I was telling Mike this shit. It's like, you take nine out of the ten wrestlers that we grew up watching. From the 80s to fucking 90s or whatever. I was telling them, picture... If you walked into a Circle K and you saw Ron Simmons was the cashier, take away the wrestling, take away he was Florida State football player, big old Ron Simmons is there selling lotto tickets and and fucking cigarettes, you ain't going to fuck with him because he's this big badass motherfucker. Even if he's not a wrestler, you still don't want to fuck with him. These motherfuckers, I would so fuck with. <laughs> These are the motherfuckers. If I saw walking down the stairs, I would just push them down the stairs just to be an asshole. Because, I mean, what are you going to do? Kick my ass? No. <laughs> that's no. just, and I, I, I just missed that. I missed that. That's, just, that's what I was telling Mike. If you saw Hercules Hernandez was your mailman, you you still wouldn't fuck with him. You know, if Art Anderson was my mailman, right? That's what I'm saying. It, it's just, and these motherfuckers don't. You been, well, th- here's the thing. I've got a theory about this, and we need to get started on this in a minute in our show in a minute because we ain't here all night. But here's the problem with all of it. I've been thinking about this for a while, but Harper, you just gave me the opening here to get my shit in, as Mike likes to say. When rock and roll started, it was based off of what? Rhythm and blues music. And so the the bands like Led Zeppelin, that even though they were kind of rock and roll and metal, had some heavy metal in them, they were still based on the blues. So in the 80s and 90s, you still had guys that even though it's pro wrestling, it was still based on the core fundamentals of trying to beat somebody's ass. You get further and further away from it with either hip-hop or other forms of music it ain't rock and roll anymore these guys aren't doing wrestling anymore you said it earlier they're doing gymnastics routines yep it's a stunt show and it ain't what it it ain't what it was because it ain't trying to be what it was but that doesn't mean i'm gonna like it either and it ain't ever gonna just morph back into it unless it's intentional i thought the nwa show wasn't the same as the old days but it was at least they were trying. They were playing the blues. Those guys still have to learn how to do it. How does Tim Storm? How does Tim Storm stay that in shape at fifty? Bro, and that's another thing. Tim Storm is fifty-three years old. I wouldn't fuck with fucking Tim Storm, but I would definitely fuck with all the young bucks and the fucking uh, party time fucking dudes. There you I'll, go. I'll fuck with all four of them at the, at the same time. Damn. But fucking is, Tim this... Storm. Is he's he's fucking ten years older than me, and I wouldn't fuck with Tim Storm. So part of the reason that rock and roll got away from the blues-based deal was everybody started doing it. Corny said this on a show last week, I think. 
or, or Jericho said it on a, one of his podcasts recently. It used to be that you had to be really good at your instrument to play, and then you get into things, and like Nirvana was all right, and those bands were good, but it opened the door for everybody that came after them. And then everybody was in a band. Hell, I was in bands. Everybody I knew was in bands. Everybody's trying to play wrestler, but that's not... There's no more rock stars because everybody's doing it. There's no more stars in wrestling because everybody's doing it. There needs to be some sort of... A filter? (laughs) Yeah, a filter to this thing that says, you know, I'm going to walk on... When I walk in the room, people know that I'm different than you. Yeah. And if that doesn't exist, then nobody's going to buy a ticket. Now, guess who likes it that way? Vince, because that way he's the star, and his promotion is the star, and the stars aren't the stars, and that's what started another part of the big problem. Two, Okay, two things. I've accepted this. I I, I told Hopper this. I'm actually pulling for AEW, because I I want there to be some freaking yeah, alternative. I want to see him do well. You just, just... Want, you just want Triple H to be at the at the helm when it all goes down. We know. I really don't care. But my point is I want some alternative to be in place that at least has something so that I do not have to, when I want to flip it to freaking current wrestling, I don't have to watch this homogenized bullshit called the WWE where it's cookie cutter, the promos are scripted. To Hopper's point, he's right about that opening match in AEW with the flips and dives and all that and everything he said about the Bucks. I ain't got nothing against the Bucks. I ain't trying to hate on them. I respect their hustle. But if I'm in a fight in a dark alley and it's me and Hopper against those two, I'm going to look at Hopper and go, is this a joke? I mean, do do we really need to, like, try not hurt him as we fight our way out of this? Um, or do we hurt him? Like, it's not even a question. Whereas what Hopper says, if I saw Ron Simmons... At my age I am right now, in his prime, and Harper, it was Ron Simmons and JBL, I'd look at Harper and be like, fuck, man. We're gonna go down <laughs> we're gonna go down dying, but this ain't gonna be pretty. There's a difference. I mean, it's just that's just part of it. But like I wanna see him succeed because Jericho did cut a good promo and it was it was real and it was authentic and it wasn't stuff you see on that cookie cutter show. Now, NWA, man. Hopper to Hopper's point about you know when you see these guys back in day back in the day and you were like damn I would not mess with them to this day if I Eli Drake I'm gonna think twice before I go throw start throwing some hands with him I don't know if he can fight for real but I'm gonna think twice James Storm I don't know man he looks real enough to me Nick Aldis he looks real enough to me Tim Storm he looks real enough to me that's four guys right there in that promotion now I know they got some other guys maybe it ain't that don't fit that bill my point is though. When you tune into that, that's the closest thing to what we grew up watching. And it's not just because it's in a studio. It's because, damn, they actually got some believable people on there. Now, everybody ain't believable. Don't get me wrong, but you still kind of like, you know, you turn your head and you're like, huh, all right. Am I, am I, am I preaching Hopper or am I, or am I off base? No. I mean, even Trevor Murdoch's old fucking ass. Fucking, I won't fucking want to piss him off. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. But anyway, Hopper, any other thoughts on the on the on the Young Bucks and Private Party match that eternally pissed you off, and you called me and said, "I can't do this, bro." <laughs> I can't do it. I, I don't know, bro. If that's your thing, you know, rock it out. It's just a. It's not aimed towards me. Whatever. I'm not in that demographic. It's it's so not catered to me. And I, I I'm I'm with him. Uh, with that said, uh, how about we get into some Saturday night, Doc? 
Oh, it would be a blessing. All right, let's do it then. So, again, this is June the 25th, 1988, Saturday night on TBS. And the show starts off, uh, it's the same clip from last week with Luger and Big Bear Collie and Flair beating up Ricky Santana. And we also get a quick fireworks display since the Great American Bash is coming up on July the 10th. We got to get that ring recorded, Doc, and Hopper yeah. if you're not out banging one Friday night. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, they then go directly to the studio, and um, Jr. addresses how he w- we will find out more about the letter exchange between Sullivan and Precious that we saw at the Clash. For those who uh, watched it on or you know listened to us on our Patreon, and then we go straight to the ring where it's Sting who defeats Jerry Price. Uh, Doc, anything from the opening or the opening match with Sting and Jerry Price? <sighs> Does the does the sting match then lead to a sting promo? Of course, God my, does it. Then my note here is, and and this will be interesting for all of you who have followed this last year with with me. Sting is terrible. I like Luger better than Sting. <laughs> That's saying a lot from you, right? Because everybody knows how I feel about these guys, but Luger is light years more watchable right now than Sting is. I'm and what f- happened? And what happened to Sting? He he wrestled for the title three months ago or four months ago, and was the ne- next star. And now he's back to being a weirdo jabroni. Hopper, let me play this because it's only about a minute and a half, and I, I do have some candid comments about this promo. But uh, let's play it, and then we'll we'll go to Hopper first. Dylan the Stinger, and I see all the other Stingers out there. Yeah, there's a few Stingers out there. All right, you know. They're howling too, let them get in close. It's just like this though. Don't forget to use the hands just like that so everybody can hear it. You know, let's talk about the best of the pay-per-view. Pay-per-view. You can buy it and get it in your own home. They have more fights in your living room than I had, let's say, in my living room a long time ago when I was having fun. You know what else I did, David? What's that? I went out and bought a little portable TV, you know, just in case. You see this right here? July 10th, the Big Bash in Baltimore, where, yes, a total package. Yeah, it's going to do the number to the nature world. But anyway, getting back to my portable TV, I bought it and thought, I'm going to have my cable hooked up to this thing, too. Then I thought to myself, what am I doing? I'm, I'm in the thing. That's right, you are. Against Arnon Tully, yeah. I'm in it, and I can't wait. And if you come out there, buy one of these shirts. I swear to you, they'll have them in sizes that fit. See this thing? The bicep, the bicep just kind of wants to pop right out of there. Oh! Some people out there don't like the stinger too much. Might say, well, he's got an extra small on. Ha! It's a double extra large. How's that? Oh! <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's the stinger. The Great American Batch starts tomorrow in Orlando. Hopper, you go first. Man, that's bad, huh? That's Man. how you get to A- that's how you get to AEW one day. Uh, that's that's yeah, fuck that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's still young though. Yeah. That's how you got to look at it. He's still learning. He's still learning. We're, he's still learning the ropes like that great TV hem- show. We're hemorrhaging money, Harper. We're about to have to sell the company. We need somebody to save us. That ain't it. Yeah, that ain't it, man. That's not it with him. Yeah, this is a size 2X. Ah! Oh, God. 
Yeah. You, 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 everything there said, nah, I'm not getting this pay-per-view. <laughs> I, Fuck I, you with I, your portable TV. I've been a, I mean, I, I, I was a Sting fan. I can't, I mean, I can't lie. He's, but, I mean, I was a Sting fan too, but this is bad. I mean, I mean, what's the portable TV got to do with anything? Well, it wasn't just that. He starts talking about the pay-per-view and then he says, you know, I have portable, I'm going to be a portable TV. And then he's like, and I'm going to give me some, some cable hooked up to it. And then he goes, oh wait, I'm in the bash. I don't have to do that. What? I don't know. I'm with you, Hopper. This wouldn't make me want to buy it. Doc, you said you had some comments. That was it. Luger's a, I mean, they've made the right decision. Luger's a more viable opponent at this point. He just need not talk during this time. That's the problem. Yeah, Sting's just a jackass, man. He's just like a, <laughs> Damn. he's, he's like the guy that's like the, uh, assistant manager at the fucking radio shack and he drives a fucking nice car and he's got some little shithead apartment in fat city and he's going out fucking every night well, what kind of car does he drive mm, it's got a it's a sports car but it's not a fancy sports car a, Fiera? Oh, a ford probe he, oh. he's got a ford probe wow that's what he's driving because he can't afford the Mustang. So he said, oh, well, fuck it. I guess I'll get the probe. Wow. <laughs> God, I remember those. Holy yeah. crap. What a piece of crap those were. Yeah. I had a friend who had one. That thing was falling to pieces, and he had he only had it for like a few years. I was like, man. <laughs> okay, uh, let's keep it moving. So after Sting's promo... Uh, we we got it on right now. We got the Russian assassin uh, and Ivan. I, I don't even have the name of the enhancement talents that they are beating, but Jr. is talking about the scaffold match that is being booked, which will be Ivan and the Russian assassin versus the Road Warriors. Good lord! Now they want to put them on a scaffold. Doc, thoughts from this, if anything? Man, there's just a lot of gimmick matches that are bad ideas going around here. This tower idea is going to be bad. The scaffold's a bad idea. Sometimes you just got to say, let's just solve it in the ring and be and done with it. Yeah. It's simple. Yeah. So what makes this guy Russian? Uh, they put a mask uh, on him and put black and red tights on him. Yeah, but he that would, doesn't make you Russian. He was born in Russia. Okay. I mean, we didn't know who he was back then. I mean, we know who he is now, but yeah. Hey, I, look, I, we, we making fun of him. I mean, you know, but hell, he's better than Pietrov when they bought him, brought him in. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about him until until he popped up. Where's Boogie yeah. Woogie, man? He's at home. Yeah. Um, Wouldn't this show be better if Boogie Woogie was still running around every once in a while? Yeah, and 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 uh, Pez and. Uh, was his tag team partner? Laser Tron? No. No. No, no. He's talking about uh, Tiger Conway. Yeah. Or Boogie yeah. Woogie or Bugsy. Where's Bugsy? No, no. I'm I'm with Hopper, man. We had some fun with uh with, with uh <laughs> the, the Jive Tones, man. With Where are the Jive Tones, man? Dude, those dudes brought so much laughter. When they hit that move. <laughs> 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 We laughed uncontrollably during that episode. <laughs> oh, man. They were shucking and jiving, and Jesus Lord. 
that was the episode that got heat on the YouTube page because Hopper said something about the the car what? smelled like weed and cocoa butter. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Jesus Christ, that's, man! That's not classy. <laughs> we took some heat on that one. Okay, let's keep going in the show. We got a Great American Bash plug that you know it's taking place Sunday, July tenth. They talk about Flair versus Luger, Dusty versus Barry, the Tower of Doom, the Midnight's versus the Fantastics, et cetera, et cetera. And then they go to a promo with Paul Jones, Russian Assassin, and Ivan Koloff. I honestly have nothing from it. They're trying to draw up interest in this match with the Road Warriors, but the problem is it's too late. The Powers of Pain deserted them, and you just can't snap your fingers and have me invested in a feud when there's no heat. I mean, like, this guy comes out of nowhere, and it's just not working for me. But what are your thoughts, Doc? I think you said what I was thinking. Will they actually have a scaffold match with this poor bastard? Um, no, no. Okay, that's the other bad part. Well, not in the not at the bash, but that. Oh my god! So I don't want to give it away, but all right, don't. let's just say it's got something to do with the Tower of Doom. But anyway, we'll we'll we'll. we'll... Uh, oh yeah, that's right. He's in the Tower of Doom. Yeah, so we'll keep. We'll keep going. Um, but again, it's just, I don't blame the powers of pain, but them leaving didn't do them any, any favors for the, for the bash, but that's that. We then go to a, uh, promo. Let me get to it. Oh, Harper, you got anything else from this before I go to this right here? No. All right. Oh, here it is. I'm getting it queued up. JR interviews Jim Crockett. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Ross back. Come on. Of course it freezes. Come on. Make the network work. God, come on. Look at JR. He's still got that look on his face like, I'm going to stab that bastard Tony Schiavone right in his fucking back. Hey, that's your 2019 AEW announce booth. Two-thirds of it. While I'm re-refreshing the page so I can get back to JR, Doc, did uh, JR make you vomit at all when he compared the Young Bucks to the rock and roll? Did you... Have you ever heard Jr. say on his podcast that when you cash a man's check, you do what they sell you to do? Yes. Oh boy, that's prophetic. A prophetic when you think about what he says. Mm-hmm. That's like when he talked about uh, Harley Race. When uh, Harley Race died, they had a, you know, a big special a podcast on him. And it's like people ask, why did he do the whole King gimmick in WWE? It's like because he had a family to feed. He's got bills to pay. JR does. JR would rather talk. Let me put you this way, and I don't, I'm not trying to be a dick here. I think this is the truth. There's two things at play for JR. One is, unless he's flying high on blue chew, he is still mourning the loss of his wife. So it's much better for him to be engaged in the business than it is sitting at home in Norman, Oklahoma, thinking about it. Yeah, I agree. the second thing is, if he's ever going to do anything ever again, that the 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 sands are coming out of the hourglass. So it's now or never. These opportunities don't come along very often. And whatever you think, the owner of that joint is a billionaire. So not many billionaires come along to run wrestling companies. And I think those two things means he'll say whatever he needs to say. That his bosses want him to say, 
to not be sitting at home and to have one last chance. So I don't, I don't blame him for that. I, I mean, shit. I, I, how many pin me, pay me things do you do at work every day, Mike? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't, I don't blame him. I'm just like, oh my god, he really said that. I mean, how long? If we weren't going to play by the rules, how many people would you cuss out tomorrow at work before noon? I just remember that time you said, I forgot it. I forgot how you phrased it, but you were talking about. I just want to pass one day to come in here and just cut promos on people, like real life vicious promos. And I think you and I were like, "She, I can make somebody cry within thirty seconds." I can make them all cry. <laughs> and like we were, we were arguing over like, <laughs> I can't say it, but I mean, we were. I was like, I would walk into such and such's office and just be like, "I think what we said was something like we would be like the guys in the ring." When a mark jumped in the ring, elbowing each other to get at him. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so, JR, I mean, I don't mind JR doing those things. He's got a job to do and he's going to do it. He's he's all right. As Let Corny said, believed. when you're getting seven figures from somebody, it makes you say some crazy things. Hey, man, when you're, if your check's got two commas in it, you better, you better <laughs> salute. Yeah, for real. <laughs> fuck, fuck, I'll be saying fucking retarded ass shit too, man. Jesus. All right, let's go to uh, Cornette now. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Ross back here for World Championship Wrestling here on the Superstation. I'd like to bring in Jim Crockett of the National Wrestling Alliance. Mr. Crockett, we've got a, a big summer ahead of us. The Bash, of course, starts tomorrow night. But one of the big events in Baltimore on July 10th is involved with Jim Cornette in a straitjacket. I know you've heard a lot about that. I've heard a lot about that and from Mr. Cornette. But we've had the privilege of signing for the, the some of the Bashes a handicapped bunkhouse match. Jim Cornette in the ring in wrestling tights. This is worth seeing, believe me. Several years ago, uh, we sort of coerced him into it, and uh, he is going to be in a handicap bunkhouse match. Anything goes, but on July the 10th, Sunday, July the 10th, in a straitjacket, up in the top of the Baltimore Arena, where he can't interfere, the Fantastics take on the Midnight Express for the U.S. Tag Team title. And, you know, he gets, he gets nosebleeds, you know, when he's that high up. And look who's joining us. I think I have a phone call. I, 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 good friend, buddy, pal. I, I, I've been meeting. I've been trying. Here, I, you looked a little thirsty. I brought you a coat. Go ahead, take it. It's free. Listen, i got to tell you this, Jimmy. Now, I heard you talking about these matches, and I know this will come as a surprise to you. I've been trying to get you on the phone for the past couple weeks. We don't talk like we used to. You know that, Jimmy? Yeah, that's right. We used to be so close. But anyway, I've been trying to call you. You may not realize this is going to come as a surprise, but I never actually agreed to be in the bunkhouse match or to be in that street. Jacket, it wasn't my idea, and I didn't want to do it. Now, I know you had you realized that, that you would have done something to change this all around and rearrange it. So, I tell you what, if you'll do something, please, Jimmy, for me about that right now, then I'll be grateful. And also, my mother would be willing to pay you any amount of money for those contracts you want, even a I've new got suit. A, phone call. a new He's suit a phone call. What about a, a swimming pool? Well, Mr. Crockett's got a what phone call. What is he doing? He's what he's doing. walking out on me again every time I come out here. Every time I come out here to talk to him, he won't return my calls and he walks away from me. Now, let me tell you something. As far as July the 10th in Baltimore goes, I know Jimmy Crockett's in on it. He wants to make an idiot out of me, but Fantastics, I'm going to make an idiot out of you. And after those bunkhouse matches, you're going to realize you got to be full of courage, full of guts, and full of intestinal fortitude to wrestle. And believe me, everybody out there knows Jim Cornette is full of it. Amen to that. No true words have ever been spoken. And I want to welcome my good friend Magnum T.A. I don't actually have nothing from Magnum. Doc, you first on Cornette at the end when Corny well, says right. he's full of it. Yeah, shut up. 
Now, right here on this camera angle for the patrons that are on the video feed, I thought Magnum looked pretty healthy there so based on the last time we saw him. He's not looks skinny like he's, looking. Yeah, he looked yeah. like he gained a little mass. Good for him, man. I mean, yeah, he's still not... I mean... He's still messed up, but he's looking better. I was thinking, man, that's been a long time ago, too. Yeah, no, yeah, huh? Yeah, but but to the point Hopper says, look at his like right side and how he can't... I mean, he can't even move. Yeah. Bro, he was in an iron lung. This is well, a lot better. And... If you've ever seen, I'm sure you've seen the picture of his car. All of us have, but how the hell did he live through it? Yeah, someone shared that picture. I'm like, what the f- dude? It was a Porsche, I think. And I'm like, God, look at that fucking car. That would be uh, Chris Cepeda on the Facebook group. Longtime Patreon member. Been listening to this show since the beginning. He posted it. And I think we've all seen it. That's the one that they had in Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And holy shit, that car is mangled like it looks like fucking King Kong stomped on it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it does, man. It looks like Godzilla got a hold of it and just crunched I, it. I thought Harper was going to say it looked like the Young Bucks super kicked it. Oh. <laughs> they um, couldn't do that much harm. Oh, uh, yeah, so I thought Corny, and, Corny was great. Playing off Crockett was good. And once again, in the continuing adventures of JR and Corny interplay and getting the last word in jr was funny to me there hopper what about you we also uh uh crockett's gonna be at at the star cast huh yeah i did both of them right david and jim how badass is that why aren't we there yeah mike i mean y'all can pay y'all way but i certainly ain't going until somebody pays me to go well that's what i mean is we need to Somebody needs we. I mean, he listens to the show, Conrad, buddy. If you want to get the, Conrad, now you're his buddy. <laughs> well, no, I mean we're we're friends in the sense that we're all in the same. You know, we share a professional etiquette, right? He always well, hits me up for fucking financial advice, like all that shit that he's t- talked about. That's all me, bro. <laughs> that's awesome, right there. What Harper just said. Is know, that man. why? Is that why you carry a briefcase so that you can? Like the latest uh, futures report from the stock market. Yeah, with my popular mechanics magazine and shit. So what Doc is saying is if y'all want us at StarCast, I need each and every one of y'all on Twitter to tag Conrad and ask him, why aren't the BTT guys at at StarCast? And he's going to say, who the fuck are the BTT guys? Well, you know what's funny? Somebody... I don't remember who this was because this was a couple weeks ago. Somebody on Twitter sent him a message and said, what's with the beef with with the BTT guys? (laughs) (laughs) And they tagged me and and him. And Conrad responded and said, I have no clue what you're talking about. I have no clue what beef you're talking about. Come on, Conrad. (laughs) Anyway. He said that. I was hoping he would. I was hoping. I don't remember who sent it, so I'm sorry. But I was hoping the person who sent it would send him back a reply, but they didn't. I thought that would have been great. But I never I never responded to it. I just was like, I was waiting to see how it played out, but nothing else happened. But anyway, tag Conrad on Twitter and say, hey, where are the BTT guys? Why are they not being booked for StarCast? And we'll leave it at that. 
Anyway, we'll keep going because right now in the ring, we have Brad Armstrong, Tim Horner, and Kendall Windham versus Cruel Connection 1 and 2 and Max MacGyver. And, Harper, your thoughts on the Lime Green Cruel Connection mask, guys? You know what they look like, Brian? Y'all probably never watched it, but when the Power Rangers first fucking started out, they had these little gray guys. I forgot their name, but they're the, they were like the little like jobber guys that, that the Power Rangers would fucking beat up. That's what they look like. Wrestling. That's what they look like? Uh-huh. Jesus. I mean, this one guy, he's kind of chunky, huh, Hopper? I mean, they're all... F- this whole thing is stupid. Okay. I think what makes them cruel? That that I got to sit here and watch this shit? <laughs> it's cruel that you have to watch them, man. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> they fucking look like they, they're... They, they got the fucking green screen when they put the little balls on them. And they, gotta, and they gotta jump around and shit like for fucking Madden video games and all. Well, the one that's in the ring right now, Body Slam and Tim Horner, he because of his like size, he reminds me of one of them. Um, ah, damn, the, the Teletubby uh, gimmick. <laughs> yeah, oh. that's nice. It's <laughs> like one of the Teletubbies, man. It's like, bro, we've we've already seen the fucking gladiators. Yeah. All right, we'll keep going. The Armstrong, Horner, Wyndham, they win. We then go to the Spam Slam of the Week, which goes to Tommy Rogers. Anything else from that before I keep going and go to Dusty Rhodes' promo? I'm going to be honest with you. I fast-forwarded through that match, and it looks like I went right past the Spam Slam of the Week. Spam Slam. It was very hey, quick. Hey, That's- Pam. Hey, Pam from Marketing, we need you to, Pam, do the Spam Slam. See, get it at all rhymes. It's Spam Pam Slam. Brought to you by Hormel, maker of Spam and other fine products. Fine products. That's a rib. All right, let's keep going. Dusty Rhodes is coming out, and he's feeling good. He thinks Luger will win the title. Let's see what he has to say. Back to the Superstation, ladies and gentlemen. We know that the American Dream Dusty Rhodes is very deeply involved in this summer's Great American Bash. His situation. Man, this is getting ridiculous, bro. Hey, I need you to get the network fixed. Yeah. I hope these shareholders love this um, new network. Here it is. Know that the American Dream Dusty Rhodes is very deeply involved in this summer's Great American Bash. His situation with Barry Windham has certainly reached the boiling point. And earlier this week, in the volunteer state of Tennessee, Dusty Rhodes had this to say with Tony Schiavone. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, as we talked before, we are less than one week away right now from the big event. Right now, as Barry Windham is walking back to his dressing room, we like to bring in the one and only American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Jim Ross said it. It's almost time for the big event, and I know from seeing Barry Windham that he is prepared. Ain't it good to be alive and raising hell in Tennessee? Yeah. The bottom line is the Great American Bashes are now on the air. Live and in color, Jack. Bear Wyndham, you're another one yellow dog like the rest of the four Hossmans. <laughs> the other bottom line is my man Stinger, my man Nikita Koloff, the Dr. Death, the baddest man in the world. And my brothers of the road, the road warriors. We do taking names and writing them down. 
Now, as the name taking is over, the honey kicking gonna stop. It's gonna start now. It's gonna run through the summer, and it's hot, hot, hot in public, if you will. I've never been a man to back down from anybody. You got to understand, Bear Wyndham, you're starting those punk kids. I'm going to take my U.S. title and put it back around my waist where it belongs. The other bottom line is that the world's heavyweight wrestling champion, the world's heavyweight wrestling champion, the nature boy, Ric Flair, finally now meets his greatest challenge. Lex Luger will be the new world's heavyweight wrestling champion. It made me think just a little bit in public again. Bob Dylan said one time, he said to me, Bobby D said, you know, sometime life is a drag, sometime life is a bust, but we all got to do what we must. We got to keep on, keep it on, baby. And now then, we gonna start Keeping on, keeping on, my brother's gonna kick some booty this summer, baby. That's the bottom line. I love you, Tennessee. I wanna say hello to all my fans. Fairview and Allen, Texas. The Big Dust is coming home tonight, baby. Dusty does not want to cut a promo in the studio, in my opinion, but Doc, what do you have? I actually thought it was good. He's over. I think they're in Johnson City for some reason there. Yeah. Um, he's over, man. And I like what he's doing there. He's trying to get other guys over. So I like that. We talk a lot of times about him pushing himself, but I like that. I thought that was a good promo. I didn't say it was bad. I just, I'm just saying he doesn't want to be, he does not want to be in a studio. Don't you think that some of that, I know what you're saying. You're saying it's because he gets ridiculed there. I just agree. You think he's hiding from the studio? Hell yeah. I think he's still in that, that he comes from that era that he's above it. He don't think he's above it or he wouldn't be jarring back with people telling fat, the fat broad that time. I'm going to kick your fat ass out if you don't shut up. He can't oh. sell it. You get real mad. You really get mad at people that can't no sell. It's not that, Doc. The problem is you are supposed to be the top baby face. You cannot give these saps and idiots mm. the satisfaction to know they are getting on your nerves in the studio. You got to no-sell it that's and why keep you, it moving. That's why you no-sell Armando Martinez and, and Phil Allen, huh? Yeah, whatever happened Ar- to him. Armando is still Phil cool. He's still uh, a, a, a Patreon. Yeah, I don't have to. I don't have to no sell them. What are you talking about? They're good people. I can't wait to see them at Wildcat X Rated next year. Oh, I bet Armando's uh, fucking happy with his 49ers kicking ass. Man, what about your? He what about on a cloud? What about your boy Javorski? Oh man, put it. Who's put that? A, uh, Steven Javorski in Pittsburgh. Oh, that he mother. Re- yeah. He realized that it's all hype. No, he didn't. <laughs> he loves his Browns, man. Win or lose, he's posting on social media about his Browns, bro. 
But no, he, I mean, I don't. I think there's something that I don't. I don't think Dusty wants to come to promo in the studio. I mean, I'm not saying he's not going to do it anymore. I just think that he prefers doing it out in front of audience, in front of a live crowd, especially in a place like Johnson, Tennessee, the South. They love him. Some Dusty still there. He ain't got to worry about being heckled by a studio crowd that's tired of his crap. And that's mm, what we got right. Tired now. of his crap. Okay. I'm just saying, man. Look, I'm. I'm. Not, I don't hate Dusty. It just the. the you got to be real, man. He gets insulted in the studio all the time. And they, the, the last time he was in the studio, they're chanting Barry, the Barry, Barry. And he's supposed to be the baby face. So anyway, Scott Putsky, Scott Putsky is taking on Italian Stallion and he wins. And then we get a Scott Putsky promo that I was like, Jesus, Lord. Well, yeah, yeah. he's a kid. Yeah. He ain't staying. No, he ain't Sting, but... The way he wrestled, you think he's fucking Snooker's kid. With the tights and everything, and with the splash from the top rope. Yep, that's exactly what he looked like. The way he tried to kill a girlfriend out in the crowd. Wait, what? Allegedly. Oh. You're gonna get yourself in trouble one day. Yeah. You're gonna get yourself in trouble. (laughs) So, he, he was playing football for TCU... While he was doing this, I don't. I didn't look it up to verify that he may have been. I don't care, but I didn't look it that's, up. That's that's fucking crazy. If it's true, imagine someone doing that now, playing fucking power five football, and, and then they wrestle during the summertime. Right, it ain't gonna happen. But yeah, it ain't gonna happen for two reasons. One is because college football is basically pro football, if you ask me. Nowadays, yeah, it's a minor leagues. Anyway. Uh, Nikita and Dr. Death are next. Um, they, these two, they went on for oh, too long, and I swear at the end, Dusty got tired of listening to them and told Animal and Hawk hit the ring for their match. Yeah. Uh, did, you, did you get that same impression, Hopper? Well, we never seen this before, where they're doing a promo and then they just start wrestling. Right. And I felt like it was because they went on for too long. But then they kept going during the match. And then the match was over. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think they got the cue. I don't think they got the cue. I don't think they understood. Like, here, I'm going to play the last. This is the last, like, 45 seconds of it. Here it is. Everything about wrestling, backwards and forwards. And I've tied up a few people. Now, the 10th, Baltimore, the Tower of Doom. The biggest thing in professional wrestling. Everybody in the world will be watching this match on TV. Paid review. Let me tell you, with my brothers, the Road Warriors, I'll tell you one thing. When we get in that... See what I'm saying, David? Right there, the Road Warriors and myself and the Tower of Doom. Baltimore, you boys who are going to get in there with us better be ready. Is that what's going to happen in the Tower of Doom right there? More than that, Nikita. More than that. Oh, I can't wait to see it. All right, David with two men who are ready, no doubt. I'm telling you, I swear I feel like Dusty was like, they won't wrap this crap up. You all go out there because we only got an hour today or hour and a half. Please go put an end to this. And Animal and Hawk ran in and beat the hell out of J.C. Wilde and Tommy Royal, and that was it. Doc, what did you think? I'd say that you thought more about this than I did. I was like, this is just terrible. Yeah. 
And then right when you think it's over, nah, Nikita's got to come in and guys, this uh, four <laughs> five seconds, yeah. Like he's fucking chewing on a milk bone. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty bad, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's go to the Royal Warriors. Here they are after they defeat J.C. Wilde and Tommy Royal. Of Doom, the Tower of Doom, and the Skywalker is mad. You know, so David Crack, every stick in here, when there's some kind of different or crazy match to be held. Who the hell do you think they'd call? They call my brother off and they call myself to kick somebody's butt. Now I have a call off. You're out here telling everybody that the end is going to come for the road warriors. Who are you trying to kid? You've tried with Pantroff. You've tried with the other bums that had a bunch of challenge delays and ran out of town. That's how bad we beat them up. It don't matter. We've taken on all comers, and we will continue to prove to you and to everybody else why we're the number one tag team in the world. Tell them, brother. From the streets of Chicago to the Tower of Doom, and in between a few spaz attacks in the fourth ward of St. Pete's, we've come a long way. We're always coming strong. That's what the LOD is all about. You see, we really don't care about anything. Matter of fact, we filed for our section eights long ago. The Tower of Doom is the pinnacle of professional wrestling. And we are the middle of the pinnacle, the top of the line, the cream of the creme. We're the best that wrestling has to offer. A lot of people don't like to admit it because they don't want to give us credit. But we're what makes everything in professional wrestling tick. We snack on danger. We died on death. Dead men don't make money. That's the bottom line in our book. Yeah. It's too bad they don't have a, somebody, a dance partner to pay off an angle with. But Harper, what do you have from Hawk and Animal? Uh, a cookie cutter promo for them. We snack on danger and 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 dine on death. That's their their little catchphrase that Doc, I feel they use when they don't have much to say. Cause they even use that in the fucking video game and uh, WrestleFest. Yeah. Doc, you got the same. I had something else from Animal, but Doc, what did you have? I, I well, my thing for me, Animal was he was out there shooting. Why do we always have to do these crazy ass matches? Um, I was watching a shoot interview, um, this past week with Todd Gordon, and he was talking about the early days of EC Eastern Championship Wrestling, and he said that there was a time where they had booked Hawk. Yeah, I remember that. No, this was different. And Hawk called him like two days before the show and said, I ain't coming. And Todd Gordon's like, what do you mean you're not coming, dude? We've advertised you. You're on the posters, blah, blah, blah. He goes, I'm holed up with a bunch of drugs and I ain't coming. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well. And, he, and Todd Gordon said, in a weird way, I kind of respected him for at least calling me and telling me in a couple of days and just being honest with me. And he's like, 
I don't know. Maybe it's me, but I kind of had this weird respect for him for calling me. There is something to that. At least he didn't know show. And I just watched that this week and it made me giggle and I thought I would bring that up. That's all. So what are the odds that he was 100% telling the truth there, Doc, when he told Ty Gordon that? Uh, I, I would say pretty good. I mean, I would. You could also say you were busy sucking dick and weren't going to make Whoa. it. I mean, why would you? Why, why would you go to that extreme to lie if you didn't have to? That's true too. It's nice. What are you twelve? What does Hopper yeah. say? Juvenile right. humor. Juvenile humor is the hat rack with which we've placed our hat at, with this show. I don't, so totally yeah, no. agree. I totally. <laughs> agree. I totally agree uh which is funny because when people email or tweet me and they hate the show that's what they say they're like oh these freaking three idiots need to grow up no you need Fuck to grow off. up <laughs> i'm a gr- i'm a grown-ass man <laughs> i'm a grown-ass man you're the one you're the, you're the throw up. you're the one that's going by the twitter handle delicious come on pal i'm a grown-ass <laughs> man i'm a grown man what a job a nine to five where I'm serious all the time. If I want to get on here and cut up with my boys, well, guess what? That's what I'm going to do. Anyway, Hopper, what were you about to say? Nothing. Oh, I thought you had something. He was doing some nursery rhyme about throwing up. Yeah. Marinette. No. What? What? Remember what? When I was 12. When I was like, I want you to grow up. What the fuck was it, doc? It was a stand by me. Dude, that was 35 years ago. <laughs> when I something about And I didn't care about that. I don't remember wrestling the same way it happened 35 years ago. I don't grow up. When I look at you, I throw up or something like that. Ugh, oh my white god. People. <laughs> what did you say, doc? White people. <laughs> grow up. Grow up, man. That's what you know, you know, how, tell us you know how they pick it up. You know how we can always like test Mike's blackness? How's that? Mike, have you ever seen Shawshank Redemption? Yes. Oh, then never mind. He's white. Okay. Have you every seen white, uh, every white guy in their forties has seen that movie forty times? I haven't have seen you, it forty times, I can tell you that. Save it private Ryan? Um y- yes, I did see that. Have you ever read a Tom Clancy novel? Oh, that's a God. Okay. Well, then that's, yeah, he's black. <laughs> what? <laughs> y'all, y'all are some dirty, evil, stupid, immature idiots. What? No, you... we'd, be evil, we'd be evil if we said there was something wrong with you being black. We just correctly well, identified. Y'all gotta right. stop, man. Have you ever read a Stephen King novel? That is definitely a negative. See, he's black. He is. That's a bigger one than Tom Clancy. I've yeah. never read Tom Clancy, but but I've read lots of Stephen King. Yeah, but you ever I, read I've fucking uh, bro, read fucking Christine. That book's badass. It's better read than the, take a year. Well, for you, the way you read two years and read the stand sometimes. That was good. But yeah, it's a thousand pages though, so it might take you about as long as you, <laughs> if graduating college took you twenty years, the stand might take you a while. Oh, Sound okay. that shit out. Okay. <laughs> I clap the syllables, Mike. <laughs> 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 God, you so stupid. Dirty. 
You're all a dirty man. <laughs> what are you, 12? You're so childish. Hey, oh I'm not God. the one that stuck an associate's degree in the oven for 20 years and waited for it to turn into a bachelor's degree, pal. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kevin Sullivan and Mike Rotunda are out here. Sullivan says, if I can't have you, I'll make sure nobody wants you. Let's give it a listen. The NWA World Television Champion, Mike Rotundo, the Games Master, Kevin Sullivan. Mr. Rotundo, you heard Dr. Death out here. He's going to take that title away. Well, I'll tell you something, David Crockett. As you know, and if you don't know, I'm going to tell you, Syracuse University graduates no idiots. I'm not out here beating my brains out because I know I have to defend this title against Dr. Death, Sting, and the list goes on and on. I'm going to put the title up more than any more times than any times before in a string every night in the great American bashes this title will be at on stake but I'm gonna tell you something Sting is out here talking about bringing a portable TV he can bring it because if he gets in the ring with me he's gonna see his face being rubbed in the mat the varsity club knows what's going on here and I'm gonna tell you what this title means a lot to me because if I get through all the bashes as a champion I'm gonna get my shot at the world title and Steiner's off in a Turkish bath tonight, and I know the Games Master here is ready for the Temple of Doom. All right, Games Master, you have the envelope. I want to say one thing, and it's real clear. I hear the road warriors out here, and they do tell the truth. They are fierce as hell, and I must be a little deranged to get in the tower and deal with them. But I'm also telling the truth. I've told the truth about everything since I've been here. I told the truth that Dusty Rhodes will become the United States champion. Now last week, somebody lied on this program. And there was two people talking. One was me, and the other one was Patty. You see, you put her in a bad position. No, wait a minute. You're the liar. There's nothing in there. There's nothing in that. David Crockett. She said it was, right? Do you know women at all? Obviously you do because they're all liars at one point. What happened was Jim Ross put her in a real bad situation last week. He brought her out here with Jimmy Garvin. Bring her out here because Patty, it's right here. It's documented. It proves that I'm a liar. And David Crockett, there it is. Bring it back to me because it's mine personally. Read it. And we're going to find out who the liar is because in the Temple of Doom, I'm going to make one thing clear. Patty, if you don't come with me, I'm going to take that pretty little face because you're on the bottom of it and you got the key. And I'll be, it'll be hell to pay because I'll get to the cage. And Patty, if I can't have you, I'm going to make sure you look ugly that nobody wants you. Let's go to the ring, folks. Damn, he's going to disfigure. Doc, what do you have? That was my thing. Is did he just say he was gonna disfigure Patty? Yeah. What an asshole. Well, he eats monkey brains. What do you think is next? He's gonna whip her ass with monkey brains on his breath. Ugh. <laughs> imagine get, imagine getting your alley ass. of the leper. <laughs> Maybe imagine getting your ass beat by somebody who's blowing monkey brain breath on you. Oh Jesus. Hopper, your thoughts on Sullivan right there? We could start a drinking game. Whenever someone fucks up and says Temple of Doom, we got to do a shot. How about every time that JR says situation and Kevin Sullivan says you see? <laughs> hey, Mike. Drunk. 
every time someone says fucking Temple of Doom, you, you should do like the little sound effects of the whip. Pa-pa! Oh, from Indiana Jones? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did see that movie. Oh, yeah. I've seen all of those, I think. Yeah, something like that. How many were there, Hopper? There's four, if you include that the shitty one from like 10 years ago. Right, that's what I was thinking. Okay. So yeah, like I don't even fucking acknowledge how a fucking 60-something-year-old man is still swinging around and, and, and fucking <laughs> punching fucking uh, Russian troops and he's still running around from boulders and sh- bro, I, 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 yeah, this dude is like 60-something years old doing this shit, bro. Come on. Not believable, right, Hopper? No. It's like a Young Buck super kick party, right? Not that bad. Oh, okay. Just making sure. All right. We'll keep going. The Sheep Herders defeat Italian Stallion and Rick Allen. The Sheep Herders, uh, then they cut a promo. I don't have anything from it, but I can tell you that Jim Crockett or David Crockett introduces him as the New England, not New Zealand Sheep Herders, which I thought was funny. A little slip on words, but uh, it's just funny nonetheless. Uh, If this would have been Vince McMahon in his ear, he'd have been ripping his ass a new one, but whatever. The Sheep Herders address the Rock and Roll Express, and the Sheep Herders call them Bloody Yanks and that they're going to get them during the Great American Bash tour. We'll, We'll have to stay tuned and see what happens. And then we get a Tully and Arn match. They defeat Joe Cruz and Tony Bowen. I'll stop there to see if Doc and Hopper have anything from the Sheep Herders, the Sheep Herders match, their promo, or Tully and Arn. Doc, you first. Anything? Where's the rock and roll at? When are they going to come out and let us see them? That's fuck. We haven't seen them since the, I think since they had the, the one episode when they're at the arena, right? Yep. The class. Yeah. Yep. You ain't seen them. It's been, um, when was the clash? Was at the beginning of June. So working on a month now, almost have not seen them. Yeah, they're over. Maybe we should put them on TV. Maybe, maybe. I mean, we've seen Mighty Wilbur. I mean, come on, you know. I watched Kendall Williams and Tim Horner earlier. Yeah. Wow. Wow is right. Okay. That said, let's go to Ric Flair, who he's out here to bring up the uh, energy level and energize us on this week's episode. Here it is. Hello, baby. How long will he hold on to it? How long will you hold on to the world heavyweight title? July 10th in Baltimore, Lex Luger says he's got your number. Well, David Crockett, have I paid any attention to all the wrestlers over the years that have said they've got my number? I would have left this great sport years ago. But the bottom line is, and it's really difficult at times for the wrestling fans or the sports fans around the world to accept the very bottom in this sport. And that is this. If you are the best at what you do, then you win at any cost. And myself, Ric Flair, just like the Los Angeles Lakers, will repeat one more time. Think about it. Now, I'm not standing out here in a bicycle shirt. I'm not wearing a Great American Bash t-shirt. The sports world and the wrestling world know what's taking place. The Great American Bash, Baltimore, Maryland, July 10th. Lex Luger, the physical phenomenon, the man 
that the experts are saying is going to beat Ric Flair, the man that in Baltimore, Maryland, and let's put this in the right perspective, there are over 9 million people worldwide that will be watching this on their television screens. There will be 15,000 people in Baltimore, Maryland. And when I walk that out, when I break that curtain, woo, look at as old as I can look. Luger, now think about it, Lex Luger. We're talking about three weeks. You, my friend, have got to walk that out. You've got to fulfill the dreams of a lifetime. You've got to become one of the chosen few. You gotta beat the reigning, the reigning world's heavyweight champion. There's only one. Jim Crockett Promotions, the National Wrestling Alliance, make me the bottom line best wrestler in the world today because I am the world's heavyweight champion. Baltimore, think about it, Luger. Nine million people. The world will be watching to see if in 60 minutes, if in 60 minutes, you can become the very best there is. Now, starting tomorrow night in Orlando, Florida, all my friends, the Road Warriors, think about it. You stand out here all painted up, talking about life or death. But anybody that follows wrestling, read the magazines. Ask your friends, Ric Flair, Art Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Barry Windham, and Jim Dillon are the nucleus that make our team go round and round. And each and every night, for every bash, we will put our credibility and our careers on the line. We've had stitches, we've had broken bones, we have paid the price individually and as a team. And I'm saying right now, Luger, starting in Orlando tomorrow, or Chicago, or Pittsburgh, you aren't gonna make it to Baltimore because you're gonna have to pay God's price for walking around Baltimore. And if you make it to Baltimore, pal, look, look at what you have to beat. The very best there is. Ric Flair, the world heavyweight champion, the great American bash, the whole world is watching. Doc, you want to go first? You're going to have to pay God's price. What a line. Yeah. What price is that? It's pretty heavy, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, then the other thing, going back a ways in that, that he said, you got to get out there and fulfill your life's dreams or something to that effect. Man, that's that psychology of you got to summons up everything you ever thought and dreamt about being to try to beat a guy who just does this every day because this is who I am. When you when you put it in that term, it, it makes it a David and Goliath situation for anybody to have to do because he he's the mountaintop and he's telling you he's the mountaintop. Hubbard. What do you want to add? How many Rolexes does he have now? 
All of them, but it's that girl just wear the same dress every week. Bruh, I was thinking the same shit. Did she have one outfit from? from she brought different. Fr- she brought different friends, but she wore the same dress. I think she's got it backwards. Oh, bruh, hey Doc, can, can y'all explain what you're talking about? Because y'all do this all the time. They Crap got this broad. With the bleach blonde hair, a typical chick you see, like in a warrant video, <laughs> and she's dressed like uh, she's pretty cute. Madonna, dude. yeah, she's an attractive woman. I'll make out with her, and she's dressed like uh, uh Madonna when she was at the Material Girl fucking outfit. No, no wait, that's that same fat one. She's the one that oh, drove. Yeah. Hey, Doc. Yeah. What was that store that used to be in the mall? It started with the E. And all the, it was like all the girls used to shop there. Oh, shit. Espert or something like that. Esprit? Yeah. That's probably where that. Christ. Bro, that's where that broad got that outfit at. God, that was like a Metairie freaking Louisiana white broad's dream. Yeah. Holy crap. Well, you have a lot she... you have a lot more options when you're not trying to stuff a big fat ass into something. Yeah. I don't know what Harper's talking about. He loves fat asses. I like him thick, Michael. Yeah, you <laughs> not fat. You do like him thick. I like them thick broads, but not fucking Sloppy fat. Yeah. You can't have the fucking, like the speed bag arms. Fuck that. Come on. Like the fat broads, like when they move it, it's like a speed bag. Like, like fucking Rocky, you'd be like, potato, 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 to that fucking arms. I call that speed bag arms. Come on. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> Four and a half years into this and we still get gems. The speed bag arms. That's fantastic. That's fucked um, up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he censors himself. That's fucked up. Okay, so would so would how many re- okay. <laughs> Let's play the family feud with you two guys. <laughs> <laughs> Survey says how many uh, how how many out of a hundred wrestlers would bang all three of the girls just to have the turn with the girl on the left? Well, the one on the right's not a. I mean, she's an attractive broad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're really asking about the one in the middle. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> it's a the problem. I mean, the one in the middle probably drives the fucking uh, a, a fucking uh Plymouth Fury that she got from her grandma when her grandma died. And, I mean, she don't look that bad, the one in the I mean, middle. I mean, yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, look, that's a dude. A fat dude. That's not a fat man. That's not a fucking AEW fan. Oh. So how many wrestlers out of 100 that, that you've met would nail all three to get the shot at the uh, two? Uh, yeah, 98. Yeah, 99. Yeah, almost all of them. Nine, It'd be a high percentage. 90. 98 that, with you two being the only exceptions, right? That blonde-headed girl is very attractive. She is. She is very pretty. I she would was, like to 
deposit children on her chin. Come on, see, you see what I'm talking about? <laughs> what are you, 12? Ah, oh, damn. This is why we don't have sponsors, Doc. It's just, yeah. They're unborn children, if that helps. That's nice. This is why actually, white pill I guess folks actually, and... They're not full children yet. I mean... Oh, that's, they, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is wrong with us? Us? Yeah, you're a part of this. No, We're I'm all not. a part of this. We're all going down with the same ship. Bag arms. <laughs> right. What's wrong with right. that? Mr. Conscience over here is talking about some fat bags, fat bitches saddlebags. <laughs> Eat bag arms. Potato, 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 potato. <laughs> you know why he's saying that? Because some of these bras that are thick that he likes. Like, that's one of the drawbacks to some of them. Some of them have that's no a, speed no, bag on. That's, that's a drawback a, to fucking anything. Yeah, but yet the other problem he's got is that liking a thick girl when you're younger is fun because she's got big titties and she's ready to roll and it's all still kind of tight. But then when you get older, these oh, bitches come on. get older and they got thick because they had some kids. Exactly. What was that? No, oh, my computer was a notification that just popped up. Uh. So, so then. You got to nail a girl that's qu questionably thick and not as tight together. And she's got these snot-nosed kids running around and you're trying to get up and bang out some guts. And they want like allowance or some fruity pebbles or some shit. I get closer. I get closer to her. And then Harper's trying to bond with them over comic books. And they're like, dude, I, I play Fortnite, you old fuck. Yeah, fuck you, bro. You got my real dad. I'm not going to call you dad, Christopher. <laughs> Until he buys him a pack of cigarettes, and then it's like, oh, okay, yeah, we're cool now. And they're like, where's the lighter, old man? All right. Uh, in, real quick on Flair, and then we'll keep going because we're almost at the end. Uh, I love when Flair said, if I would have paid attention all these years to all of these wrestlers who said they had my number, I would have left years ago. And then he says, if you are the best at what you do, then you win at any cost. He went on to say, the horsemen are the nucleus that make our team go round and round. Pfft. Well, I'll be damned. Thank you, Rick. Uh, we'll keep going, though. Um, that sounds, that's almost as inspirational as something my football coach would say, isn't it? No, your football coach is very cookie cutter. He doesn't have the stones and the... He, he is too much of a cookie-cutter corporate type to say what you're thinking. I mean, to, yeah. to, to, to say something like Rick. Uh, Dr. Death defeats Big Bear Collie. And then we go to a Luger promo. And uh, Luger gets a real positive reaction from the studio audience. I don't have a lot of notes. But the note that I do have is he must be getting more comfortable in the studio because he's not sweating. At all, no. even at the end, I didn't have anything. Doctor. I didn't have anything on this, but to build on that, I would say that's this is week three of him cutting a decent promo. Yeah, better than better than fucking Sting shit. No kidding, dude. Yeah, I mean Sting's he, just like he's rising to the challenge. At least he's trying. 
Bruh, we made fun of Lex, right? Haven't we, Doc? A lot of fun. Oh, of yeah. Him. Yes. I mean, he's but, not Lutez. Right. He ain't out there being flair, and he ain't even out there being Dusty when Dusty's good on the mic. But yeah, he damn sure was, was, was much better than Sting. And you got to remember. There, he, well, and he's out there saying, you know, Sting, isn't, Sting needs a dance partner, too. But I don't even know if that would help. Luger's out there saying, I don't want to press charges. I want to whip ass. Well, okay, that's awesome. Yeah. No, he was he was he was on he was on here. I um I didn't have like any like there were no quotable lines. There wasn't anything like that. But he was just straight up, matter of fact. I'm coming. He for did that his job. Belt. That's right. So, and the, and, the, and now he's taking off his shirt. And again, yeah. dude, he's dry, dry, Hopper. I know. Look at that. This is amazing. Like he like went, we he went, went for from... his dick, but it wasn't there. Y- yeah, yeah. It's like it's gonna take his <laughs> pants off. Right. I was like, "Oh no, come on, dude!" <laughs> uh, but he, he he went to Paul for that for his cock, but it it yeah he he was like, "Oh my pants are on." That's and, how we know you're white. You use the word cock. That's a white cock. guy's word. Should should I say penis? No, you should, black you people say dick. say dick, don't they? Yeah. I try to keep it clean sometimes. Do So you keep a yeah. clean cock. Uh, well, I always keep a <laughs> clean one of those, but uh. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. Did you, dude? I saw this article one time. It was a legit article. It wasn't from the Onion or one of these other satire sites. And it was, it was giving directions to dudes to make sure that when they shower, they clean their dick appropriately. Because where'd you find that? It was on like, like, like an NBC, ABC type. A freaking like article. a real thing telling you how to like scrub your dick <laughs> yeah and it went on to say that the reason you want to do that as if a man needs to know to do that is because you because your dick if you don't if you don't wash it properly because of the way the skin folds on it are your uh, dick can grow dick cheese <laughs> what the fuck i was like dude are you kidding me? It's like, God, what a freaking stupid article. Like, not that the article's stupid, but if you need to read that to know that, what is wrong with you? What are All you, right. six? Family feud. What percentage, when asked 100 people, 100 BTT Army members, how many would need that article as useful reference guide? Harper. Hopefully none of them. Yeah, I would hope so. Man. I mean, we're all adults here, right? I, I would yeah. think so. I mean, I would. There's think a couple so. out there that there's a couple out there that are probably wielding that, a che- a cheesy meat sword. That's nice. Wow. Really, dude? Okay. Uh, Barry Windham defeats Bobby Rose. Barry whoops this poor sap to death. I mean, he just beats him, and it's pretty bad. Um, it was on, it was in men's health. That's what it was. That was, the, that was the, the article. That's what I'm saying. It, it, it yeah. I it don't actually, care. It actually has a formal name. Doc's mad. He's ready to wrap up. That's why he's saying he don't care. <laughs> All right, let's go to, uh, let's go to JJ Dillon and Barry Windham. They've got the last promo on this week's episode. Here it is. JJ Dillon, Dusty Rhodes says he's going to take this away from Barry Windham. 
Well, let me put everything in the proper perspective. A little earlier in today's program, I mentioned just one isolated incident. I indicated the treatment that we received from Mr. George Formicus at the Virgin Isle Hotel down in St. Thomas. The reason that we receive the finest accommodations every night, the best food that can be laid out, the best champagne that can possibly be served is because Ric Flair is the world champion, Tully and Arnold are the world tight team champions, and Barry Windham is the United States heavyweight champion. And the Great American Bash on July 10th in particular is the proven ground as to whether each of the four horsemen deserves and is worthy to continue to carry the gold. I think they are, I know they are, but apparently they've got to prove it to a lot of people across this country. And to put it all in proper perspective, there are 9.7 million potential homes that can watch the event live in their home on pay-per-view. Will you multiply that out by a minimum of at least three persons per home, you can really start to appreciate what I'm talking about. July 10th. The Great American Bash in Baltimore will be the most watched sporting event and certainly any wrestling event in this decade. So the only thing I can say is whether you're fans of the Four Horsemen or not, this is going to be the event of a lifetime. And brother, I wouldn't miss it. And Dusty Rhodes, if anybody's going to miss it, brother, I bet you wish it's going to be you when Barry Windham finishes with you July 10th. You know, I'll tell you what, Dusty Rhodes seems to think that he is the man that teaches the lessons around here. Well, let me tell you what, Dusty Rhodes, the United States Heavyweight Championship belongs to Barry Wyndham. And I'm gonna teach you a lesson just like I just taught that clown. You think the superplex is something you're gonna walk away from? Well, you're way over 300 pounds, big boy. And I'm gonna put you on the top rope, and I'm gonna beat you like you've never been beat before. And I'm gonna walk out of there, the champ. The Great American Bash coming your way in Baltimore. I see uh, JJ is doing wrestling math. Doc, what do you have? Well, Rick said 9 million. He said 9.7. That's market, not how many people are going to order it. What, probably 150,000 people ordered it? Are you asking me? I don't know. I'm just guessing. But Rick said 9 million homes. JJ's trying to tell me 29.1 million are going to watch it. Just to do a little bit of comparison math here, the 1988 Super Bowl was watched by 80 million people in the United States. Hmm. But I get it. They're trying to make it seem like everybody's going to be watching it. So if you don't, you're left out. You don't want to be left out. How do you not be left out? Buy the fucking pay-per-view. Yeah, you got to sell it. I mean, you got to sell it. But the problem yeah. is, no one got it, right? I don't know what number. I don't know what the numbers were on it. We haven't Somebody. covered that yet. Um, uh, Tim Moretti, if you have that in your official research department, why don't you look it up for us? Uh, send it to me. Uh, I'd appreciate it, Tim. Long time no speak. All right. So that was the end of the episode. That's how they go off air. Uh, Doc, let's rate it. What are you giving this thing? I think this is a hard one to rate. Um, I agree. I struggled with it. Uh, it was an hour. I didn't hate it. Nothing really happened. Um, just going to say a B. I'm giving it a B, too. Everything you just said, nothing really happened. Didn't hate it, but it was average. So if it's average, 
Um, in my, I mean, I'd I'd rather watch this than any of the current product up to and including NWA Power. So, okay. B, what are you giving Hopper? A C plus. Damn. Plus. Hopper's rough, man. Yeah, it was, he's, he's salty. For, the Young Bucks pissed him off. It was a commercial for the fucking pay per view. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, that is kind of what you're supposed to do, but. I get why Harper said that. I mean, nothing really happened. I mean, like, yeah. You saw you know, Rick Morgan. I mean, Rick cut a good promo. He's going to get my Rolex. But other than that, I mean, you can't put your finger on nothing else. That Sting promo was just, uh. Yeah, fuck that. I mean, God, what, would, what did we just see? So, yeah, I'm with you. So, all right. I gave my Rolex to Rick. Doc, who are you giving your Rolex to? Rick Flair. Yeah. Harper. Rick? Yes, Rick. Hey, speaking of Rick. What's Charlotte done to her face? I you sent me that text and I didn't know what you were talking about. I I mean, is there something I'm missing? She's had an extensive amount of plastic surgery done, my friend. You, you think so? Like like I mean, what makes you say that? Is it cuz they're like her lips or something or cheeks or what? Everything. I mean, she ain't never did nothing for me, so I never really concentrated on her looks. So I, 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 don't, I don't know. That's nice. So uh, you're not gay, but if I walked in with a ha- uh, an axe or a hatchet stuck in my head, would you notice? I, I would, but I'm just saying her hand wallet don't do nothing for me. That's I'm nice. Ta- I'm not talking about that. I'm sure <laughs> Bram beat that up at one point. God. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Let me stop the Patreon video. <laughs> Hold on one second. <laughs> You're sure Bram <laughs> beat it up as in how? Just, you know, okay. birds and the bees kind of stuff. Sure I'm just know. saying that she's she's had a lot of work done in a short amount of time. Yeah, I, I, I haven't. I haven't noticed, man. I mean, I, I got to be honest. Is not something okay. I've paid attention to. Uh, did you give out your Rolex, though? Ric Flair. Yeah, it's oh. Flair. All right, so Flair goes with the clean sweep. No hair, and, no Flair. And we got B's, and Hopper gave it a C plus. Hopper, Wildcat Sports, what's the date? November 3rd, bro. Mm. Harlem Heat will be there. The finals of the tag team tournament is going down. Honky Tonk Man will be there. Psychosis will be there. MVP will be there. It's the Revolution Rumble. The fifth or sixth annual Revolution Rumble? Hopper, sixth, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. The Revolution Rumble. It's at the Train Center in Kenner. Go to Facebook.com and just search Wildcat Sports and Entertainment. Go to WildcatSports.com. Get your tickets. Floor, uh, I know the front rows and uh, ringside yeah, are already Yeah, floor's gone. Out. Yeah. Floors are gone. Going to be packed. So get there. Again, wildcatsports.com or facebook.com and then just search for Wildcat Sports there. Because as Hopper says, don't give them the slash, Mike. It's not that hard. Just tell them search yeah. Wildcat Sports. What, Do it. Why is this so difficult? <laughs> it's not that fucking hard. They ain't that fucking hard, guys. We ain't building a rocket. Doc, I haven't played that one in a long time. Here it comes. Because anyway. you're predictable. No, I'm. I don't. I don't have it queued up or anything. So I'm not gonna. That's, uh, yeah, I, I would if if, if uh, you're gonna. Are you gonna eat or somebody at this event? Nah. 
No? Well, don't don't give away your game plan before the game, dude. I might. Okay. Good to hear. Doc, I got a folder, and it's got like 40 sound drops in it. Great. From back in, from that... back in the day. Uh-huh. And I got to say, as I look at the names of these, as much as it ain't that fucking hide, guys, is a great one. How about Jesus? I got I to say, Jesus is great, but we ha there's one we haven't mentioned in a long time. Oh. And that is Robert Fuller. Oh. I say, baby's got a pot roast on. <laughs> Yahtzee. Yahtzee. I've got a short version, which is only three seconds, and a long version, it's it's 450 of him like like explaining it like you know the whole how it all went down but anyway with that said baby's got a pot roast on doc so uh why don't uh if you ain't got nothing else hopper you got anything nope all right well let's uh let's hit that tagline and hopper and uh get us on home book it bitch get out of here i want to give a couple shout outs to our hall of fame patrons but i do want to thank all of our patrons out there thank you for your patronage and your support uh we hope you enjoy all the extra patreon content each and every month uh, as i always say we've got over 200 plus patreon exclusive episodes just for you and no one else on our patreon feed so thank you for your support if you're not a patron remember it's tinyurl.com slash patreon btt you can sign up for as little as two bucks a month that'll get you access to the world-class shows if you bump up a little to five dollars you get a bunch of other stuff as well so there you go but it's a it's a great service and not only is it a great service but it helps support what we do with the eight free shows we kick out every single week um along i'm sorry every single month 
um, along with the bonus content you get for being a patron. And a lot of work goes into this, so we appreciate if you do you are a patron. So thank you very much. Uh, shout out to the Hall of Fame patrons out there. The list is growing. George Davis, Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Swayzo, Christopher Champer, Will Hartke, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunyfen, Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, Laron Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott at GA Russell Nut on Twitter. Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, aka at Half Pints Point. Keep cutting them promos, kid. Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean, who is at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn at Ryan and Auburn. Good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, David DeVries, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich at Spy Boy Sports Cap, R.E. Miller 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin Underscore Andretti, Coman 22 Marty Howell, T-Hog 94, and God Bold Unreal. Thank you for being Hall of Fame Patreon members. Appreciate that. Your support is very much... Uh, like I said, appreciate it. Also, before I get out of here, check out the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast with Mike Prue and JV. They have a podcast series. They've been doing it for about a year now where they are breaking down the WWE career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month and on a weekly basis. New episodes are released every Wednesday morning. They're available on most platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbeam, and Google Play. You can find them on Twitter at BottomLineCast or search BottomLineCast wherever you get your podcast from. Mike and JV also support us on our Patreon feed as they are the host of the ECW Extreme Livecast that drops every other week on Wednesdays as well. So Mike and JV do a very good job there. And it's good stuff. So hopefully if you are a uh, fan of ECW and you haven't checked that show out yet, check it out. They do a watch-along format, uh, but they play the promos and whatnot and the audio from it. And it's a great show, and they're doing a great job. So Mike and JV, if you're listening to this, thank you very much, man. We appreciate your support. That's it for now. That's all I got. Uh, Thank you again for all the patrons out there and all your support. And for Doc and Hopper, who have already left, you know what we always say when we get out of here. Book it, bitch.